0: If you will put God first in your life, honor Him, Holy Scripture, you will be so glad you did. And if you don't, 20 years from now, you ask, am I better off? And you will regret not doing this.
1: Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we'll tackle tough issues, answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. Forgiveness. It's the heart of the gospel. Not just forgiveness, but total forgiveness. A forgiveness that completely sets us free from the wages of sin and death. Not only are we totally forgiven, but the Lord asks us to totally forgive others too. Without giving and receiving forgiveness, we live a life of bondage. A few months ago, a dear family friend and respected mentor, Dr. R.T. Kendall, was a guest speaker at the Church of the Apostles. So I had a few minutes to speak with him. For those who are unfamiliar, R.T. Kendall is a Christian writer, speaker, and teacher who pastored Westminster Chapel in London for 25 years. He is author of more than 50 books, including total forgiveness. In a quick conversation between services, I asked him to share more about total forgiveness and his hope for our generation. Dr. Kendall, you've written quite a lot on forgiveness, and I know that you personally have had a a great deal of experience in this area, and I'm sure everyone listening to this has, at some point in their life, run across this issue. How do I do this? What is the connection? What does God desire of me? Maybe even I know the scriptures of what it calls of me, but it's so much harder to do than I can put into words. What would your words of advice be to, to someone who perhaps is holding a grudge or um, has harbored this uh, ill will towards someone else?
0: Well, I probably should begin by saying I never dreamed the day would come that I would be seen as a, an example because I never thought about it. But uh, while I was at Westminster, uh, my wife and I went through what was at the time greatest trial of our lives. What happened was not fair; it was quite unjust, and I was angry. How could this happen to me? How, why would God allow this to happen to me? And I was angry, and, and I'm sorry to say, I was bitter. An old friend from Romania, his name is Joseph Tson, happened to be in London. And because I knew he wouldn't tell anybody, I decided to tell Joseph what they did, expecting him to put his arm around me and say, R.T., you ought to be angry. Uh, get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. He just said, anything more? I said, no, that's it. If I could narrow 25 years in London down to 15 minutes, it would be summed up in that moment when Joseph son looked at me and said, R.T., you must totally forgive them, for until you totally forgive them, you will be in chains. Release them, and you will be released. You know, no one had ever talked to me like that in my life. It's the best word anybody ever gave to me. And so I would say to anybody listening now, uh, you're the loser. Uh, you feel that uh, you're going to be better off, you know, to see yourself vindicated, or you get vengeance, or you see them suffer. Uh, the best thing that can ever happen, forgive them, bless them, pray for them. And I don't say it will be easy, but when you cross over that chasm, that gap, and and come to the place that you bless them, uh, you will never be the same again. And God will bless you as you have never been blessed in your life.
1: In, in I'm sure, years of pastoral counseling, what do you tend to see – Uh, lead to these sorts of situations? What is it that's at the root of the heart of the person who has been hurt or the person who is hurting?
0: Well, it's basically our pride. uh, It's often said that your temper gets you into trouble, but your pride keeps you in trouble. And uh, when uh, you have been lied about, for example, and everybody believes the lie, well, the most natural feeling in the world is wanting to clear your name And let the world know the truth. When the Bible says, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And it's not easy. Just to turn it over to God and let him clear your name. And if he doesn't, it's okay. Because to have his blessing, uh, when you, as I put it in the next book that will come out, it's called For an Audience of One. You're doing it for one person. Uh, God knows. He sees. And you are going to be blessed by honoring him. And if one can come to the place to do that, uh, you'll never be sorry. You'll be set free.
1: Mm. R.T., you do a lot of ministry around the world. I have two questions. One, what are sort of the trends that you're seeing in the church around the world? And the second thing is, if you had a message for the younger generation, what would that be?
0: Well, the trend, sadly, is that we're not reaching the young people and we're not holding on to them. And it's very, very sad. And uh, would just appeal to young people to get their joy from God. It's only a matter of time they wish they did. And um, I take the view that the church generally today uh, has witnessed what I call a silent divorce between the Word and the Spirit. Now, when there's a divorce, sometimes the children stay with the mother. Sometimes the children stay with the father. Mm. Well, this divorce, you've got word churches and you've got spirit churches what's the difference well word churches they emphasize the bible expository preaching reformed theology justification by faith sovereignty of god and until we get back to these things the honor of gods will not be a god honor of god will not be restored uh what's wrong with that emphasis well nothing it's exactly right but then there are those who say but what we need is the book of acts signs wonders miracles gifts of the spirit uh, when they had a prayer meeting, the place was shaken. Get into Peter's shadow, you're healed. A light of the Holy Spirit, you're struck dead. And until we have power like that, the honor of God's name will not be restored. What's wrong with that emphasis? Nothing. The trouble is, wherever I go in the world, it's easily one or the other. And my longing is to see the day when the Word and the Spirit come together, where we have the gospel preached with power. Paul said, our gospel came to you not in word only, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's the two things that I think are needed, and I think that's what will bring the young people back, to see that. They want to see a reality. They want to see God's power, and that is my view.
1: What are what are the things that you think are hindering – is it just a visible seeing the power of the the Word and the Spirit uh, from the church, or is there is there something um – Things that are distracting younger people or or things that are are, are uh, grabbing their attention more so than things coming out of out of christendom
0: well, one has to say that the temptations to the youth are greater than ever, and uh, uh, when I was young, I didn't face what young people today face, so one sympathizes at the same time, there needs to be a, a clear message from the pulpit that sexual immorality is wrong. And it's got to be preached against. And uh, Christian marriage, a man and a woman, this is what the Bible teaches. And we must be unashamed of the gospel and of what Scripture teaches. And I think those who are just trying to pander to young people and make them happy, they're, they're not winning them. They're not winning them. And so there needs to be a rugged preaching of the gospel, along with Christian morality, upholding creation, male and female, created he them, and uh, God will honor us. And all we can do is wait on God to come and manifest his power and that there'll be an awakening that will shake the nation. That's what I long for.
1: And if you had a special word to really anyone, but in particular to younger generations, if you had a word to share with them, what would that be?
0: If you will put God first in your life, honor Him, Holy Scripture, you will be so glad you did. And if you don't, 20 years from now, you ask, am I better off? And you will regret not doing this.
1: Dr. R.T. Kendall, thank you for sharing just a few minutes with me. Pleasure. God bless you, Jonathan. This is a brief conversation but it is one that has the potential to transform your life in Christ. If you are stuck or are harboring unforgiveness, please consider Dr. Kendall's words and what Scripture says, and then pray for the strength to totally forgive those who have offended you. As always, thank you for listening to Candid. Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit ltw.org slash candid to connect with these pages, share your questions with me, and get this week's free download. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Thanks for listening.